everybody. Welcome to Best Behavior Creative Club. This is an original design sensory production, and it's a podcast for the people who make the things and make the things happen. I'm your host, creative director, Chris McAdoo, and I'm joined, as always, by Brad Carpenter. Say hi to the good folks out there. Happy holidays, everybody. Welcome to our Christmas Spectacular episode. Christmas Spectacular. Christmas, you filthy animal. And a happy new year. <laughs> oh, Speaking of holidays, we've got a slightly different kind of episode for you. In the holiday spirit, um, it's just it's been a big year here at uh, at Design Sensory, and it's just been a big year just overall. So we wanted to uh, we wanted to have some fun. Um, Brad, what do the folks have to look forward to? Well, on this episode, we have uh, some funny Christmas stories that happen to us. We okay. have some. Little known Christmas facts. Yes. Uh, one of my favorite segments is we interviewed uh, a lot of kids. Not just random children that we found not, on the not street. Not random strangers, but the, the people that worked here, we interviewed their kids about their favorite holiday memories. There you go. And then uh, right off the bat, we have a little poem that we wrote. Uh, Chris, what's, what is one of the things about marketing that kind of makes people laugh or roll their eyes buzzwords man buzzwords marketing buzzwords. marketing jargon marketing slang uh it serves its purpose uh but it's also ripe for parody and so we wrote a little poem twas the conference call before christmas was the conference call before Christmas. The dial-in is line three for a follow-up chat about comprehensive contextual strategy. Marketing jargon will be flung on the call with great fluff, like evergreen top-of-the-funnel optimization and all of, you know, all of that stuff. Hello, happy Tuesday. You've got Brad and Chris here. You are the first participant on the call. Oh, okay. Well, we'll just, we'll just wait, I guess. We'll just wait. Clients running late. When they dial in, give me a quick ping so we can take a deep dive on snackable workflow and give a refresher on how content is king. The interns were all nestled and stressed in their desks with carpal tunnel on their knuckles and cricks in their necks. I minimized my window then updated the flash. Then I ran through my spiel on calls to action and the best disruption path. When out from the speaker there arose such banter as the clients introduced themselves in a bland, monotone manner. Hello. Yeah, it's me again. Okay, great. It's a, it's a little hard to hear you. I think the connection is a little weak, maybe. Can everyone see the keynote? Uh, I.O. probably in. Did someone just join? Then someone coughed over the speaker so loud, <coughs> so sick. <coughs> the screen share wasn't working, and I knew in a moment this would get old quick. More rapid than eagles, the pitch ideas came, spewing the buzzwords in lingo and marketing slang. 
on Synergy, on Microsite, on ROI and Evergreen, on Bandwidth, on Landing Page, on Action Item, and the rest of the client-facing team. <clears throat> per our last email, let's huddle after the call. Now circle back, circle back, circle back all! After the conference call, we moved the needle and planned our next advertisement. Merry Christmas, Christmas to all. Now, now we're, we're all in alignment. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's okay. Okay. I'm. I want to get. Do you know what? What? What a real. What? What's really cool? What? That I'm going to get for Christmas. Tell me. The voice you're hearing is Sloane, also known as Sloney Pony. She's telling me all about what she wants for Christmas. That I might not get a Frozen Storyteller. Wow. Frozen 2? I bet it might be. Okay. Yeah. So, you think you've been good this year? Um, I have. Okay. I, was, I don't know if I'm... I don't know what color I was on today. Oh. Yeah. That's cool. It's okay, but I bet you were really good this year. Yeah. Because you're so good at talking on the microphone. Were you at, Were you bad this year at all? No. No? That's good. Uh, I was. <laughs> you're driving me Mashuda. <laughs> She's also half Jewish, case in point. You're driving me Mashuda. And now, for your listening pleasure, an original Christmas song by Sloan. Christmas frozen is like the ending seas. Seas are all in a cone. They sing so when the north wind meets the sea. It's coming on. Say, Mommy, don't you dare interrupt me. Say, how dare you, Mother? How dare you, Dada? I said, how dare you not? That next adorable voice you hear is Cormac. Say hi, Cormac. I am Robot Cormac. Tell me you that. Sloan sings. Do you sing? What do you sing? I sing Asavinia. You sing Asavinia from Lion King? You know it. Okay. I love you. Asavinia, that one? Asavinia. I only know two parts. <laughs> that was great, man. Hey, I have a question. Are you guys, are you guys best friends? Yeah. 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 He missed me, and I miss him. Hmm, we went to see the new Frozen. Oh my gosh, was it good? Yeah. Awesome, yin yeah. Did you all share candy? Yeah. yeah. What kind of candy did you have? Skittles, suckers, and, and Snickers. Sweethearts? Sweethearts. Oh my gosh. He got the sweethearts. Mm. What's your favorite candy, guys? Hmm? The sweet darts are mine. Broccoli? Hmm? No, sweet darts. Broccoli's your favorite candy? What about you? <laughs> <laughs> sweet. 
Sweet tart. Carrots. Broccoli and carrots? That's really nice. It's sweet tart. Sweet tart. It's so healthy. We like sweet tart. Broccoli and carrots. It's so healthy, you guys. No. No. Sweet tart. You're driving me with chicken out. Sloan, where are we right now? Um, in mom's office. Mom's office? Where Where does mom work? Over there. What does mommy do at work all day long? Work. Doing what? Work. What does she do for work? Does she just type on a computer all day long? And to make money, money, money. Yeah, that cash dollar. <laughs> oh, that's not too much dollar. <laughs> hey, and I and my and I don't have my money. My money's in my piggy bank at that house. How much money do you have? Uh, a lot. A lot. Yeah. Now we got oh, so much. <laughs> that's awesome. Because Dad went went to one place and he got. And he got me money, money. <laughs> Cormac, where, where are you right now? Office. Whose office? Mama. Mama. What? What is? What does mommy do here? Work. What does What does she do at work? Is she just lazy all day long? Yes. Yep. <laughs> 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 you thought that was funny. Dusting, dusting, one, two, three. One, two, three. Weasley is our king. Next up, my kids, aka the crazy ones. Everyone's stupid. Everyone's stupid. Everyone's stupid. Everyone should be in jail. Everyone wants to be a cat. <laughs> Everyone wants to be your kids. Where are we right now? We're in Daddy's Design world. Sensory. Design Sensory. Design Sensory? Okay, who works here? Daddy. Daddy's work. Design Sensory. What does Daddy do here? He works. Okay. He does marketing. Podcasts. Oh, what's a podcast? It's a thing that's really stupid and weird, but not like Star Wars because that's super awesome. <laughs> okay. Someone likes Star Wars. Someone looks like Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars is my favorite movie. Artutito. I like OT2 because he's the best. If you could give Daddy any gift. What would you give me? Diapers! <laughs> now for all the kids, Sloan, Cormac, Paisley, Sawyer, and Grayson, it's time to ask one final question. All right, Sloan, can I ask you one more question and we're done? What would you tell somebody who was very sad on Christmas? How would you make them happy? I would hug them. You would hug them? Uh, can I ask you one more question? Yes. If somebody was really sad on Christmas, what would you do, what would you do to make them happy? Tickle them. Tickle them? <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. How about tickle-looski them? <laughs> <laughs> I love you. So nice. Do you give a hug? Yeah. 
I would, I would say, um, I would say, if it was my fault, I'll say I'm sorry it was an accident, or, what? Or, if it was not my fault, I'll say, are you okay? And then I'll give them a hug. Why? If, if I know them, of course. Hi, I'm Sawyer Carpenter. Um, I know you're feeling sad, so I'll give you a Star Wars present. I'm Paisley. Hola. And I'm Goyson Carpenter. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. A happy year. I love you. Hey everybody! This has fun. been one of the uh, this has been one of the uh, most adventurous, fun episodes of Best Behavior. Um, this has, of course, been the Christmas special edition, spectacular, if you will, the Christmas spectacular, if you will. And we thought we would send it off on a a good fact filled note. Again, uh, I'm your host, Chris McAdoo. I'm Brad Carpenter, and we're joined. Special Christmas Spectacular special edition with a special guest, our brand strategist, Ryan Lee. How you doing, Ryan? I'm great. You guys okay? Ryan, we're so happy that you're here. You're, like, you're kind of the smartest person in the office. So we're, we... I've literally been waiting a year and a half for somebody to <laughs> vocalize that. <laughs> it's a Merry Christmas yeah. for all. Chris and I were just like brainstorming like, okay, what can we do for Christmas? Facts. And then we're like, oh, Ryan has to be a part of it because he just automatically gives us credibility that we don't have that's very true anytime i'm looking for a fact about anything if yep. it could be about like car parts or uh the solar system ryan is gonna know so if, ryan if there's one thing i know it's car parts and solar system <laughs> let's start off give the good people out there a christmas fact that they may uh that they may not know oh man uh we actually talked about this earlier but the the Puritans were not big fans of Christmas, uh, famously on board with Jesus, the Puritans, <laughs> but that was kind of their whole thing, but they didn't like Christmas proper, the holiday, the celebration of Christmas, because in England that was accompanied by people dressing in the opposite gender, getting absolutely blitzed and running from house to house, banging on doors. So drunk cross-dressers were the reason that wow. the Puritans were not big fans of Christmas. Did, did you know if they like celebrated any Christmassy type thing at all? I'm sure it was a very chaste, like 12 yeah. hours in church kind of day. Yeah, Chris, Christmas Crucible. The, the flat back uh, pews. <laughs> yeah. More of a thing. Goody, Goody Proctor. Wow. <laughs> things, got, things got deep in here all of a sudden. I mean... So I'm going to follow that up yes. uh, with a much less intellectual pursuit mm -hmm. um, Christmas fact uh, in that um, 1947 began the introduction of Kentucky Fried Chicken into Japanese Christmas culture. <laughs> the Japanese are bananas. For, for KFC specifically. For KFC. Wait, really? Yeah. I didn't know this. Yeah, that, in, it's, a, it's a Japanese Christmas tradition. In not, yeah, in the late 40s, they introduced, uh, well, <laughs> an advertising program where so many expats lived there and folks, and they wanted, you know, a feel of back home. They sold a package that included fried chicken and wine. 
And that <laughs> went, uh, just, it went crazy. And so from then on. The Brad Carpenter Friday pack. <laughs> that In the 80s, that's that what it awesome. was called. But yeah, so now uh, it is the most uh, sort of celebrated tradition because in Japan, I mean, it's, they don't celebrate a traditional, you know, quote unquote Christmas, but they have, um, they gather around the KFC bucket, I suppose. That's a really good one. There you go. I didn't know that one. Fun fact. The bar is set high here, Brad. Okay. All right. Let's talk about Christmas movies. What is your favorite Christmas movie, Chris McAdoo? Oh, man. My favorite Christmas movie, Honest to Gravy. Mm -hmm. No lie. It's a Wonderful Life. Okay. I love It's a Wonderful Life. What about you, Ryan? Here's the thing about It's a Wonderful Life. I knew he was going to have yes, something. Let's do it. There's one scene at Christmas. Yeah. The rest of that movie has zero. But it's very Dickens-esque, though, right? Like, isn't that, isn't that why it's... With the child labor? With the child labor. <laughs> That's a different Mary, movie. Mary, Mary, where's my wife? I'm thinking of a different movie. Also, you were very much thinking of a different movie. Uh, Although Potter would have uh, employed child labor sure, if he yeah. had it sure. around. Pre-child sure. uh, labor laws, at least in this country, probably. It wasn't that long ago. I don't know when dates of things are. It was. Um, a, yeah, yeah. When was I don't even know when that. I don't know. Uh, it was. I want to say. Oh, shoot, I could have told you. It was in the in the fifties when it came out. It was actually a flop. Like in the box office, mm. it didn't do all that well, um, and so it didn't really become a Christmas tradition uh, like we know it until the seventies when it got syndicated and it went out on um, cable television. So what I'm hearing is that in fifty years. Adam Sandler's Pixels will be <laughs> Christmas classic. Will be a, Christmas gold. <laughs> absolute gem. Hey, man, he may win an Academy Award this year. So For well, Uncut for the, Gems? Uh, uncut Gems. There you go. Uh, my, Chris, my favorite Christmas movie, uh, I feel like we, we, we've gone all the way up to saying Die Hard, and then we're, we're going back down the other side. Okay. Like, it's not cool to say Die Hard anymore. Yeah. Um. I think genuinely my favorite Christmas movie is probably White Christmas. Good one. Uh, Ooh, just because, classic. yeah, just because like that was always, um, that was always our family tradition was like, you may uh, have guessed that I come from a Caucasian Christian family. I didn't know this. By this. Were they Puritans? But this answer, they were not fans of the cross-dressing on Christmas. <laughs> so my Brad. favorite, my yeah. favorite Christmas movie is Elf. Okay. I know uh, another great answer. I just love Elf so much. I know it's contemporary-ish, but it's it just brings me so much joy. It's a great answer. And my kids and I watch this movie every year, probably five times during the Christmas holidays. So I put together oh a nice little packet of Elf production facts. <clears throat> <clears throat> there were several several traffic accidents. I looked it up. I was able to find three different traffic accidents when Will Ferrell walk through the Lincoln Tunnel because people were so surprised to see Will Ferrell in an elf costume. They wrecked their car and had to uh, get money from that and the studio had to pay them. Of course it was in the Lincoln Tunnel because if it were in LA, yeah. everybody would have just known. Nobody would nobody have batted it an eye yeah. because that's what Will, <laughs> that's, the, that's the type of thing that Will Ferrell does do. just on a yeah. Tuesday. Let me see. Let me find a good one here. The scene when Buddy eats different candies and pastries with spaghetti noodles had to be shot twice because Will Ferrell vomited. He did. Each time. He threw up. Each time they had to, to do it. 
He puked. And they had to like reset the stage, make more noodles, and then he would do it and puke. Fun facts. <laughs> That's what 100 grams of sugar in one forkful will get you. Hey, do you remember the elf Ming Ming, Ryan, in the movie? Um, uh, yeah, Just think back to Ming Ming. I'm saying yes. Okay. Ming Ming appears very briefly in the film at the very beginning. And that's played by the actor Peter Billingsley, who played Ralphie in A Christmas Story. Huh. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him getting work 20 years ago. Exactly. Well, but Ralphie also, uh, what, what's his name? Peter Billingsley. Peter Billingsley has gone on to become like a pretty well-known producer in, uh, in Hollywood. Most of the time, when you think of somebody that was great in a movie, yeah. and you think, What's that guy doing yeah, now? The producers. That's know. the answer. They've yeah. been working steadily on great stuff for the past 40 years. That's the answer usually. Hey, any uh, Ghostbusters fans in the room? I am a Ghostbusters fan. Hey, you know Dana Barrett's apartment in Ghostbusters, that really cool, iconic building? It was yeah. the same building they used in Elf for their apartment building. Fun facts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brad, yep. if this is on your list already, we can cut this out. Okay. A lot of the a lot of the interior sets for Elf were were at a an, a disused mental hospital. It's very true. It's on here. Yeah. Why? Do you know why it was? They just liked it. <laughs> just a good vibe in there. No, they 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 were going to shoot with Jim Carrey, and the studio wasn't. And sold that's where on, he lived. They weren't they weren't sold with with Will Ferrell. So when when mm. Jim Carrey said no, the studio didn't give him money to film in the actual studio lot. Wow. So they had to improvise and build sets anywhere they could close to where they were actually filming on location. Wait, wait, wait. Quick fact. Yeah. Peter Billingsley mm-hmm. was in Iron Man 1 in 2008. Oh, you, well, directed by John Favreau, who directed Elf. They probably became friends on this movie. Callback. <laughs> All right, Ryan, this one's for you. Sure. When Buddy first meets Jovi, she asks him, they're in, she's all dressed up as an elf. Mm-hmm. And she said, did Crumpet put you up to this? Crumpet was David Sedaris's character's name when he worked in Macy as an elf mm-hmm. from Santa Land Diaries. That's just exactly what it says. So they put that in there as a reference to him because his sister, Amy Sedaris, mm-hmm. is in the movie as the secretary. Yeah. Also in The Mandalorian very recently. She was, Wait, Amy Sedaris was in The Mandalorian? She, sure she was. was wonderful. She, she was, was like great. the uh, she was on Tatooine and she watched Baby Yoda while Mando went out to do some bounty hunting. I have got to catch up. Yeah. I don't have the Disney Plus yet. So I'm just, everything I hear about the Mandalorian is all from Baby Yoda memes, essentially, on yep. Instagram. That's pretty reliable. So has anybody seen the Star Wars holiday special? Brad, funny you should mention it. Yeah. In the, in the Star Wars holiday special, 1978, yep. that special was, was initially meant to be one hour long. The network wanted to pump it full of ads, so it doubled in size to two hours long. They approached George Lucas and said, hey, we want to do this. He said, hey, I'll write it. I'll, I'll break a story and then hand it over to some of the best TV writers, one of whom was like, like Bruce Valanche. Bruce Valanche. <laughs> Bruce Valanche. Partially wrote. So they got a bunch of sketch. <laughs> they got a bunch of sketch variety show writers to write this yeah. Star Wars holiday special. It's about Chewbacca going home for Life Day, which is a Wookiee holiday that only yep. happens once every four years. There are in this in this it's, it's bonkers. You have to see in it. this special, there are ten minutes of unsubtitled Wookie dialogue. 
There are really there are is. ten minutes of just <laughs> with no subtitles between Chewbacca's dad, whose name is Lumpy, his wife Itchy, and his son. His son was Itchy. Oh, his, his son was Itchy. His wife so was, was Mala, I think. Ma- yeah, Mala, Lumpy, and Itchy. But those are those are their those are their uh, Christian names. Yeah. Those are not but then, their, but then Timothy Zahn, their Wookie the, names. The great author Timothy Zahn used that and brought it back into. The canon into the into the also a musical part. number in that fine film uh, from Jefferson, Jefferson Starship. Starship. Uh, also, B. Arthur had a song. Yeah. B. Arthur, she did. Man, they need to put this on Disney Plus. They well, George Lucas famously tried. He put millions of dollars behind this to destroy every single copy ever made. He literally said he wanted to wipe it off the face of the planet. Yep. He Seriously. wanted to make sure nobody ever saw it. It's on YouTube now. Sorry, yes. George. Oh well, but. Yeah. But he tried. He tried to wipe out the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. It will probably never be released on. Uh, here we are talking about Chewbacca's. It. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, George. George. Chewie's, Chewie's dad. <laughs> Chewie's dad watches weird virtual reality yeah, pornography. It really, it's it's really weird. It's like softcore porn. It's really weird. He watches whatever the the Wookiee version of Cinemax yeah. is. But hey, but <laughs> fun fact. Did, did fun. Fun fact, guess where Boba Fett's first appearance was? What? The holiday special. Holiday, the Star serious? Wars holiday special. Yes. Wow. Yes. George Lucas, before before Empire Strikes Back was even written, he was in the middle of forming a company. He was in the middle of moving his company to out in the middle of nowhere, getting away, getting away from the Hollywood system. So he was terrified that people were going to stop caring about Star Wars. So he commissioned all these cartoons to be made. And one of them was a bounty hunter cartoon with the Ewoks and the droids end up being a whole te- television series, mm-hmm. but they didn't know where to package it. So they just put it in the holiday special, special. and the Boba Fett that we know came from that. seems ho- like a lot of people like to, to do a, a holiday special edition thing. Exactly. I can't wait to just try to destroy this episode. <laughs> I'm going to spend millions of dollars destroying this episode. <laughs> We're going to scrub this from the internet. <laughs> uh, you want to talk Pagan Rich? Pagan rituals now. It, it. it wouldn't be Christmas without pagan rituals. Without this, the old winter solstice. Give me, give me this, give me some Saturnalia up in my life. Okay, man. Let's me, let me see me. I'm not even. I I think this sounds like super official though because you know that you can hear the papers being sorted and it sounds like we've got. It's like Paul breaking, Harvey. It's like Paul, it's like Paul Harvey. Like, good day. Good day. <laughs> and that's and that's the, facts. That's the Brad of the story. Um, we'll work on it. We're work. Hey, listen, buddy. We're working. We're workshopping it. I'm, again, uncomfortable. Ryan, eye contact. <laughs> Ryan is the smartest, but also the most judgy person in DS. Would you agree with that? Statement? Oh, very much. Yeah. Mwah. Very. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. What All do you right. got? All right. So, hobby horse. Guess what I, what I mean by a hobby horse? Like the kids' toy. The like kids' that you sit toy. On? Yes. These have been toys for a very long time. Um, how they got their start and why they're toys is what I'm going to talk about right now. So I'm going to really not be able to pronounce this. The Welsh holiday These known are the little as wooden guys. Mari Allard. Yep. Probably spot on. Yep. M-A-R-I-L-A-W-Y-D. Mari Allard. It was a holiday where they would take a horse's skull. Mm-hmm. Put it on a stick, put cloth over it so somebody could put the stick between his legs and go around the town. Yep. Yeah. 
like a horse and scare kids. Okay. The whole town got involved in it. And so it would you be the guy who was like under the horse's sheet going to people's houses. They would knock on the door and they would have these carols, these holiday Yule carols they would sing to be like, let me in your house. And then they were supposed to sing back. No, you can't come into my house. And they would keep asking until they ran out of excuses why they can't come in the house. Then the horse would go in their house and then raid all of their kitchen and take all their food and candy and go to the next house. That's like Christmas opposite day. <laughs> yeah. And that's where the hobby horse came from. There you go. Are you sure that's not the plot of the purge? <laughs> the Christmas the purge. Christmas purge. <laughs> Christmas purge. Uh, I have more I have more pagan rituals though, ready? Let me get to it. I love pagan rituals. I do too. This is Icelandic okay. pagan culture. Okay. Will you read it in a Bjork voice? <laughs> Can you do a Bjork voice? Yes. <laughs> Human behavior. I don't know what that was. Human behavior. Yes, that is one of my songs. <laughs> it's a song that I sing. We'll mark this down as nightmare fuel because okay. these are terrifying. Okay. So it just it looks like Icelandic culture around the Yuletide was all about scaring children into being like well behaved. Most things were. Yeah. Make kids behave and make kids scared. The the one of the Christmas episodes of The Office where mm-hmm. Dwight dresses up as Belschnickel. That's real. That's very yeah. real. Yeah. It's it's terrifying. So they would yeah, they would scare kids about this lady and her husband named Gryla and Lepaldi. And they were just monsters, ogres, that would live in a cave. And they had a cat. And the cat would just eat people, eat kids. And they would make bone soup out of kids. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and that was, that was if you're bad, like outwardly bad, you'd be visited by them. If you were kind of bad, you'd be visited by their 13 Yule elves. Okay. And I'm going to the the Yule lads. And I'm never going to pronounce their names, but I will give you the English translation of these 13s, 13 people's names, okay? These Yule lads. One is a sheep <laughs> sheep coat clod, and this would harass a family sheep. And it had peg legs, and so you're supposed to be able to hear it hear it coming. And you're like, oh my god, I have to do my chores. If not, it's going to eat my sheep, and I have to explain to my dad that I didn't do my chores. So that was the one that would scare the kids. Imagine being a kid and not doing your chores. Yep. And then having to be like, Dad. Ah, sorry, man. Uh, a demon. <laughs> He's going to. A demon elf. By sheep, the beachy Clod. With pirate legs. Ate the sheep. <laughs> so just wanted to get that on your radar. Well, this one, this next guy, his name is Gully Gawk. And Gully Gawk would hide in gullies, waiting for an opportunity to find a kid who was asleep when it was supposed to be working and go into their cow shed and steal their milk. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. That one seems a little more innocuous. Yeah. More like a, just a prankster. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's all about scaring the kids to do their chores. Mm-hmm. And they would, like, kids are dumb. They're going to believe this, right? Like, if I told my kid there was a gully gawk, they would totally believe it. One of your kids... Recently laid on you a discourse about the existence of Santa Claus and how it was 100% a crock. Sure. But if I said, no, son, 
it's real. That would be it. He would believe it. But what did what did you say as he laid out your six year old? Right, yeah, my six year old said, "Dad, I think Santa's a myth." By the way, does your <laughs> child speak like like yeah, he's he six really, years he old really and he weird, has just really a, weird deep voice? A naturally, like, Dad, 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 can I have a yogurt, please? Can I have a squeezy yogurt. <laughs> it's a really weird deep voice. The next episode will feature Brad's son, John Heater, <laughs> who <laughs> smoked a carton of Pall Malls. <laughs> Dad. Dad, can I watch Puppy Dog Pals? <laughs> I can't wait to be in first grade. <laughs> the next fuel lad was named Stubby. Okay. <laughs> you can guess why. Because he had no arms or legs, which is Bloody Stumps. Oh, Bloody Stumps. Bloody Shit. Stumps. Not Great. healed over, rehabbed. Nope. Bloody Stumps, and he would steal pans to eat the crust left on... Uh, yep, pans. I think it means pans of bread. He would steal bread and take people's crusts, and if he didn't leave out crusts for him... Then he would send a cat to eat your limbs just to be like Stubby. That takes it a step further than I would have expected. <laughs> Next is Spoon Liquor. Okay. Spoon Liquor uh, steals and licks spoons. He's very thin due to malnutrition. What with the only eating the lickings of spoons? Yeah. yeah. So, but he doesn't take the spoons. Nope. He just licks the spoons. <clears throat> oh. Nope, so just a really inefficient dishwasher. Yep. <laughs> and then, then his brother, uh, Pot Scraper, he steals all the leftovers from the pots. Uh, and then kind of, I'm liking these two that boys. Actually, yeah. yeah, that actually yeah. kind of. And then uh, you yeah. seem like well-meaning, but mm-hmm. not very helpful boys. Door slammer. Door slammer likes to slam doors. Ah, again, uh, not guess. that bad. Mm-hmm. He's going to take a guess at it. Yeah, especially at night, waking people up. But his goal is to slam a door so loud the kid goes to check on it so we can eat the kid's face. Ah, oh, there he is. So this there is more is. of a bath salts yep. kind of demon. There he is. <laughs> there he is. Yep, that's old door slammer. And then we've got uh, this guy named Skier Gobble. Skier Gobble. And that's S-K-Y-R, which is yogurt. Yep. Yeah, so he would just take your yogurt and gobble that yogurt. So he's just the kid at lunch when you're <laughs> seven that sucked. <laughs> yeah, he would just take your yogurt. He's just gobble. He's the, he's the, he's the bully. Yep. He's, I had a bully mm-hmm. in seventh. Oh, I had a bully most years. Mas, but, the mean boy gobbled my skier. Yeah. He, <laughs> the mean boy gobbled my skier. I definitely had a skier gobble. Yeah. Cause my school had more like a snack pack gobble. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. really a skier gobble. Snack, snack, snack pack gobble. Handy snack gobble. Dunkaroo gobble. <laughs> actually, the next you'll add is actually your nickname around the office. His name is I cannot uh, wait. Sausage Swiper. <laughs> now, is this more of a thief or so a cleaner? Much. It's old Sausage Swiper McAdoo. <laughs> this more one of the boys that cleans sausages? He hi- or yeah, he steals them. He hides in the rafters and snatch- snatches sausages that are being smoked. Pardon? Yeah, I hate you so why, much. Why, why sausages ah. are being smoked? He hides in the rafters and steals the sausages. Okay, and the kids get blamed for it. So then nobody gets dinner and the kids are in trouble. Yep. This one's specific to Central Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, this next one is my nickname, Window Peeper, uh, a snoop who looks through the windows in search of things to steal. Yeah, Window Peeper. Oh. I mean, of the reasons you could be peeping at a window, I would imagine that's 
maybe the least harmful. Somewhat innocuous. Yeah, I mean, if, uh, comparatively. We have one more that's not scary, and the last two are really scary. The last, This next one is not scary at all. His depends. name is Doorway Sniffers. So he just sniffs doorways. Okay. Uh, he has an abnormally large nose and a cute sense of smell. That one's actually the most offensive to yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But again, if you don't leave him bread, he retaliates by sending the cat to kill you. Mm. Who's this cat? It's it's because the, the cat has now been like the sort yeah. of the journeyman of yeah. a, a, yeah. at least one of these. Other, he's the he's these the yule he's the yule cat that's owned by Grilla and Lapoldoldi. Yeah, yule cats. I think you nailed that. I think I did too. Yeah, and then the last two are terrifying. There are Meat Hook. He uses meats to hang children from the rafters. And uh, Candle Stealer. He follows children into uh, churches, places of worship, to steal their candle. And if he doesn't give them to them, he kills them and takes off their skin. So, yeah. So, yeah. Iceland, right? (laughs) Can't wait to go. Pagan rituals, guys. That sounds like a wild place. Yeah. What a horrifying place to be a child. That's a lot of skiing there, though. Yeah. I feel like. You got to take the good and the bad. Amidst all of that, you you, you know, <laughs> it's a lot of recreational opportunities that, that that a lot of people have. So with the recreation, mm-hmm. with Christmas time in Iceland comes demons and people that are willing to eat you yeah. and or send a cat to mm-hmm. eat you. But think about all those sweet outfits you get to wear. <laughs> you know, like yeah. when you, on the on on the slopes, yeah. and uh, you get to wear those puffy puffy jackets. Yeah, you take the good. You take the bad. You take the bad. Yeah. You, you take, take them both. All. What do you have? And there you have a terrifying, terrifying childhood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sausage swiper. Oh, man. <laughs> Window peeper. I am pretty happy with our um, our Christmas facts. I'm trying to think of uh, just like, what's uh, Ryan, what's your uh, wackiest Christmas memory? Ooh, good one. My wackiest Christmas. Yeah, or memory. just a, yeah, Ryan. What is your, uh, what's a Christmas fact about you mm. that uh, the folks yep. may not know? Uh, when I was a young lad in Alabama, did you have a master's yet? I did. I mm. came out with a master's. Okay. Um, <laughs> never had hair, not the whole time. Um, when I was a young boy. We sang um, a song that you may be familiar with yep. called Joy to the World Yeah, at our church, mm-hmm. uh, as churches are wont to do with children's choirs, and mm-hmm. there's always one child who's not paying attention. And So we sang this little ditty to our church, to uh, the, the rapt applause of our, our audience, all of our grandparents and parents, and the children's workers rushed all of the kids off the stage. They forgot your boy, <laughs> by which I mean I hid out. And where did you, I, where did you hide? I just like <laughs> scooted away from the rest of the group that was being ushered off stage. I snatched the microphone. Wait, wait how old are you at this point? Four. Four years old. Okay. I snatched the microphone off of the microphone stand. Gave a little improv, <laughs> said, we sang that at my house. <laughs> Put the microphone back. 
<laughs> and did whatever the 1989 version of a mic drop from a four-year-old at a Baptist church in Alabama was. That's great. That is great. Brad, what about you? What's a, what's a Christmas memory that we may not know? Well, I told the story last year, but I'm going to tell it again because it's classic Brad. Uh, so I was in a church play, and it was like this Wednesday afternoon thing that I would always be a part of. And so it was Christmas time, so they said, our leader said, we're going to put on a, a Christmas play to bring all your family to. Well, I was in plays at the BG Theater, so I was like, and my last name is Carpenter. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to be Joseph, right? Like, I'm going to be... I'm going to be the big man on campus. Well, they gave that part to somebody else, and I was pretty upset about it. So I, at a very early age, I didn't take to authority very well, and I just thought this lady who was teaching this class was so mean. So I just was just not a good kid. I was always talking, always being goofy, and she was getting so mad at me, and she told me that I'm out. I'm out of the play completely. So to retaliate, the day of the play because I still had to go because it was part of the like after school special type thing. So after the day of the play, I stole baby Jesus and replaced him with Yoda. And I just put Yoda, my doll of Yoda on the, on, on the manger and then covered his head. And then I was hoping nobody would find it before the show and they didn't. And so there was a part where Mary had to pick up the baby <laughs> and the cloth <laughs> fell off. And it was Yoda, and everybody laughed. And I was like, ha, ha. The teacher really went, Brad! <laughs> see, I, I think no, you were sorry. just ahead of your time. Your I th- career. Was, yeah, it was, was, yeah, was see, decades before maybe Yoda. Now that's just yeah. that's just an experiential yeah. activation. <laughs> Brad! That's just, Brad! You went real, real uh, Book of Mormon on it. You just inserted Yoda into the... <laughs> into the lexicon. Yeah, into the, the Christmas upper- story. I have a more recent uh, Christmas uh, memory in that I got um, I got married in February um, of 2001, and so we were doing the wedding planning in Greenville, Tennessee, mm-hmm. around Christmas time. And we came down, and um, the wedding planner, I believe her name was Dot, as wedding planners in rural Tennessee are typically named, <laughs> and they had like this big white house with like the columns and the things that you would imagine this big yard out front and they had a life-size nativity scene yeah okay everybody and it's like a barn and there's animals and all this kind of stuff and we pull up and everybody in the nativity scene is just naked mannequins (laughs) and so we pull up to this scene of this lady pulling her hair out and just screaming at the top of her lungs, basically, just like, who stole baby Jesus' clothes? <laughs> all the wise men, all the animals were turned over, and it was the first 30 minutes of our like wedding planning uh, meeting was uh, essentially spent with this lady on the phone to the, the, like, the police and the fire department. Oh, you could tell she was like, get me J. Edgar Hoover. <laughs> you could tell she, like... That seems like the kind of thing that she, yeah. I don't know. Well, if it was J. Edgar Hoover, he probably stole them pretty dresses for his sale. Oh. I don't know if they ever got their their garments back, but how do you find replacements for for like life size? Yeah, for like a, uh, a nativity, a Nubian scene, kings, or I, you know, I guess it's just tunics. A, 
It's just the tunic. This was pre-internet too, so yep. you just had to. I would venture to say somebody in town made those tunics. There's like just one lady that's just waiting for that call. Like I mean, back then, you know, she's like, if you're if you're in Greenville, Tennessee, and your gig is making period making, correct <laughs> tunics for ancient kings, I didn't, I didn't say she got a lot of phone calls. I'm that, just saying, like that's the call she wake she waits day, on all decade. Her ship had come in for it was somebody. Dot's sister, and it was an inside job. Oh yeah, me. that's just some that's some lateral integration. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of lateral integration, <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, uh, this has been quite the the uh, the holiday experience, yeah. and uh, it's a little bit of a different episode of Best Behavior Creative Club Holiday Spectacular, right? Yeah. Um, so we thank everybody for listening in, and we hope everybody out there has a Merry Christmas, a Happy Holiday. Merry Christmas, everybody. That was the Best Behavior Christmas Spectacular. Um, We hope that you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed making it. And I hope that you enjoy um, the folks that you work with as much as we do. It's just a a great group of people um, that you want to create with and you want to create for and you want to make the best work. So it's been an awesome 2019 for us, and we are so thankful that you guys have joined us on this ride, on this podcast, as we figure out our voice and figure out our vision, our holiday vision, if you will. I don't know. I don't. Do they make glasses for that, Brad? It was good. That was it was a 2020 holiday vision. You picked up on that. Oh, that's pretty good. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us, and we look forward to being in your ears again in just a couple of weeks.